one heart, one player through the hole, one goal from the start. To dominate the art of the black and blue and watch your Super Bowl dreams till they all come true. I want you to think about all those mean people. They're going to be your tackling fuel. Tackling fuel. I used to be able to throw a pigskin for a mile. I'm going to execute a button hook pattern super slow mile. You playing the foosball behind my back? How much you want to make a bet I can throw a football over the mountains? What do you know? Your little footballs. <laughs> Laces out. This ain't Fantasy Island. Downfield, wide open, Schwartz. Crosby's kick is up, and it is good. Definition, put the team on my back. One's will to carry the team and not let any obstacle come in between. A desire that you must achieve. To go ahead and get that green, if you know what I mean. I'm back. <laughs> oh yeah. Let's get into it, man. Week two in the T-Town Townies Fantasy Podcast. We back. Pat and Sam. We're a little late recording. We are not watching Monday Night Football. We're stuck watching the Red Sox playoff race because we lost another one. The theme is becoming weddings here, Pat. Yeah, very true. Uh, you know, sitting around yesterday, we could have recorded the podcast, but, uh, you know, we had a couple of league members, three of them, uh, to be exact, were very hungover um, because uh, a couple of them had too much fun the night before at uh, one of our dear friends' wedding, Sam. So uh, I think everyone in the league that wants to know, you know, the other nine members, you know, how was Pease's wedding? Um, any funny stories, hookups, any other, you know, misadventures that, that happened uh, over the weekend? Well, for starters, we checked in the hotel, Cube, Habis, and myself, and we saw two borderline queen beds. No couch, nothing. So we knew we were we were splitting time or or some boys had to find somewhere else to, to sleep. But you know, I myself was obviously not gonna sleep anywhere else. I'm I'm wifed up. I'm a I'm a uh not a single man anymore. So it was up to Q and Pappas, but there was a point in the night where Q and I ended up resting our heads in the same, in the said bed. Now I will say that I was warned which bed to sleep in Mm. by that same Q who may have had some sexual encounters in our room previously that night. So I was already tipped off and said, all right, man, don't sleep in this bed close to the wall, sleep next to the window. Then he climbs in there with me later, not wanting to sleep in the the bed that he had made, so to speak. So, yeah, we had two hookups. And, Pat, you were obviously part of these conversations. So we'll let the listeners guess which one had some fun with the brides, the maid of honor. Pisa's cousin. 
I believe you know the answer to this. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and first one to, to text us the correct answer wins a free $10 gift card to Alex's Roast Beef Pizza and Seafood located just up the way up Route 1 in Topsfield. Again, going to the Topsfield Fair next month? Hungry? Look no further than Alex's Roast Beef Pizza and Seafood. Conveniently located next to Layla's Convenience Market. Has to get a bar to Marshawn Lynch. Whoa! Look at this shit. Look at this nigga. Look at this motherfucking beast. Look at this. Whoa! Hold on. Get the fuck out of me, pussy. Oh, shit. <laughs> Look at this shit. Running. Touchdown. Easy. And Darren Sharper. Hope a Molly Church. You know, looking great, but I think the boys considered, you know, she may be planing a little bit. Mm, yeah. But it's still Molly Church. And I'm never getting married in a church. Wow. Uh, we be getting married in a synagogue. <laughs> Probably a mosque. Okay, okay, very good, very good. Yeah, yeah I know. Bird. Interesting you brought up the word husky because that, that's what someone described Q's girl as as well. Um, but yeah, hey, glad you guys had uh, fun at the wedding. Um, look, Alex Pease, I know you listen. <clears throat> you know, I'm kind of disappointed I wasn't uh, invited. Might have mailed, uh, mailed that one to me while I was in my address in Charlotte, but... Um, she had a plenty of opportunity to invite me and didn't. So I think, you know, from from this podcast here and as a league, let us all say congrats to Alex Pease. And uh, another one of Nevin's girls gets wifed up. So um, it must have been tough for him, especially especially not getting uh, the invite to the wedding. Yeah, there were, I shit you not, like probably 20 broken glasses. That was probably the funniest story that Pappas Q and I were recounting on the way back. Like, there was literally a point where we were joking amongst each other, like, oh, what if you drop your glass again? Because one had just dropped. And literally, as the cleaning lady, who was also the bartender, is sweeping up some glass on the dance floor, Pappas drops his <laughs> really? fucking glass. And That's the look great. on her face was just utter dismay. It was fucking oh, great. No. But I'm also never getting married on a Sunday, Pat, because I miss not only the Patriots game, but Red Zone. I'm entering week three with... An 0-2 record in terms of watching Red Zone. And then, obviously, you saw how it knocked out the boys. We could have had Pappas on air in person Monday night. But football football uh, week was was sort of ruined. And uh, I was just watching my phone, seeing what was going on in the fantasy world. Yeah, my my Sunday experience, um, given that all my roommates were gone, you know, two of them at the wedding, Nevin at a bachelor party, I uh, watched the entire Red Zone and Patriots game at Megan's place. Uh, she said she was inviting, you know, her friends over, said there'd be some guys there. Uh, yeah, I was sitting on a couch with seven other chicks um, you know, watching the Patriots game. <clears throat> I had had a couple screens going. I was definitely glassing, you know, I had a couple key matchups, um, you know, matchups within a matchup. If you think about me playing Pappas, <clears throat> but the entire conversation that these chicks had every five seconds was like, oh, my God, did you hear what Mac Jones is girlfriend posted on instagram like who does she think she is like i sam you know i just can't wait till the first full football sunday where the boys can uh, can all be together um because probably never again um you know will i probably watch a football sunday at meg's place and uh you know uh, my personal sunday it was great i made my chili her friends had the you know some buffalo chicken dip so the women brought the cooking. Unfortunately, my digestive system not responding well. Um, 
had to take a little bit of a laxative the next day. And, um, it, it, when it kicked in, when you guys got home and I was just, I was just pouring buckets at the, uh, at my ass. Um, so definitely in terms of the chili review, I know Q, I said I'd review it. Um, you know, his chili gave me, you know, probably six out of 10 diarrhea. Mine asterisk, but definitely 10 out of 10 diarrhea, uh, you know, laxative adjusted diarrhea. So I think my chili wins the Q versus Pat chili cook-off. Uh, but we'll, we'll have one later this year and we'll, we'll definitely uh, compare. I think, you know, we, we're obviously advertising for all of our listeners to be at the Baldwin Lounge on Sunday and want nothing better than not only a chili off maybe, but, but a poo off between, <laughs> between you and Ryan Bonifant. This is, this is something we yeah. discussed on a prior episode. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, 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 we'll definitely have to call Ryan and get his reaction. I know from my conversations with his opponent this week, sounds like there was a lot of gloating going on, and then you know it didn't look like it worked out for him. So we'll have to see if, in his despair, uh, he shit his drawers um, after he lost his after he shit the bed in the fantasy week. This shit was so nasty. Look at this shit. How the fuck do you get through all these motherfuckers? Look at this shit. Whoa, get the fuck off me, bitch. Pussy. Hey, you little nigga, get off me. Shouts play. Boney with a loss, but we got to uh, we got to go to another one loss team, one win team, the weekly payout. We're going to start there this mm-hmm. week here, Pat. Lamari Miss Jackson, 155. You know a little something about 155. He did it to the curse of Curse not reversed. <laughs> Bermudez will, uh, I, you can't, like, what is Bermudez to do at this point? He's He's gotten the weekly payout as his opponent the first two weeks. So, you know, if you're looking at uh, this week three matchup, then Pappas has got to be feeling pretty good about his team. But Mike, two points off from a team name change. Yeah, just an explosive effort from uh, Lamari Miss Jackson. You know, just, I mean, when you're QB and RB1 combined for 70-plus points, which is more than Nevin scored this week, I think that's a recipe for success. And then you round out the roster with, you know, solid, you know, sometimes like a 15 or 12-point, you know, leaves you wanting more. But when you build a base of 70 points from your from your QB, um, obviously that, that Chiefs-Ravens game was awesome. So was the Seahawks-Titans game. I was watching those. Those were great games. When you have seventy plus points from your from just the top two down, like just reading from the roster, Jackson Henry, and you see that it's got to be demoralizing for Eric. And there's just not much he can do. I know you're crunching the the advanced analytics. He's what middle of the pack in points for, but he is a dead last with three hundred and ten points against. And look, he said all the time, it's not a points for league; it's a points against league. And Eric's finding out the hard way that. You know, sometimes there's really not much you can do when you go up against a juggernaut. Also for Mike, happy to see Robert Tanya now score 12.7 points more than Irv Smith. Um, we all know the situation, so glad that uh, you know, glad that, that worked out for him. And it must feel good for Mike looking at his lineup. I don't think there's a single bench player that outperformed a starter. So you know he's locked in, making all the right managerial decisions. Although looking at his roster, a pretty complete roster, so... You know, really no tough decisions, but yeah, Eric, the running back depth is just 
terrible. <laughs> I mean, Ronald Jones following up his negative point performance with 4.4. That'll get him to an average of, <laughs> of what, one and a half per game? So, uh, Eric, if you're in the market for Joe Mixon, let me know. But um, it's looking like, you know, I don't know what division we're in, but there's something in the water there when you play the semen and it's not a submarine and it's just it's just a recipe for a lot of points i don't know what you're talking about running back depth though he's got larry roundtree the third oh and he also has peyton barber dude how is that guy still in the league the funny thing about larry roundtree if you click on his page he had one rush for negative one yards (laughs) and he caught one pass for negative one yards so Everyone here is, we had this debate all the time, full point PPR, half point PPR. I mean, two plays, negative two yards, the guy's walking away with three-tenths of a point. I don't know. Does that make sense? Just doesn't add up. Great name, though. And we might have to have a weekly segment on on players' names here, mm. Pat, because I got to give Alan an assist on this one. Smoke Monday. <laughs> you hear Schwartz in the in the podcast intro here. That's that's an Auburn receiver, now alum, playing for the Browns. Smoke Monday, playing uh, safety, I believe, for the Tigers. But you, f- you found a new one yourself this week. Yeah, that is, uh, we'll post it to the group, everyone's favorite unit of measure, and that is the Demetric system. Now, Demetric took the ball. I think he took like a five-yard screen pass, another spin, found it in the end zone. I think it was on ESPN top plays. And when Q and I were doing our draft research on a random preseason game, we saw Demetric, and we knew that Demetric system was bound for a lot of points because every yard he gets, that is 2.52 meters. So think about that. That's actually just double points. So if he's available on the waivers, make sure you pick up Demetric System this week. Look at this nigga, though. I've never seen a nigga put his team on the back like this nigga. Darren Sharp a hope Look at this shit. Alas, we'll stay in this division. Actually, one quick note. Ravens beating the Chiefs. You mentioned that. That's, that's pretty wild. There's only one reason that happened. It's not because Lamar Jackson said yes when John Harbaugh asked him to go for it on fourth down. It's because at home in Baltimore, where our boy Omar uh, was, Omar, they played that fucking whistle in the stadium. That Omar coming home. Omar coming, yo. Omar coming. R.I.P. Michael K. Williams. Damn. All right, let's stay in the division. Pat Crosby, ChristianMingle.com. Atop the division, one of three 2-0 teams. Uh, Pat, you handled the foreskins like like you knew what to do. Yeah, I just my team really just jerked Pappas and the foreskins around um, all weekend. And you know, it sounds like I wasn't the only one jerking his foreskin around uh, all weekend. Yeah, top to bottom, just solid performance from the team. There was one point where it was looking like this was a toilet bowl, looking like, you know, I was looking mid-90s, and then just an explosion. I think it was like four or five touchdowns in a five-minute span. Really put Pappas to bed. Um, although it sounds like uh, instead of going to bed, he went in the shower this weekend. But again, yeah, these uh, I, I don't kiss and tell, and, and neither does Papa. So you'll have to you know ask Alex for the the full story. Yeah, speaking of Chubb, nice showing there, sixteen point three points. But you know, again, when 
Um, you know, everyone's talking about the projections. You know, ooh, you had seven points on me. When you start the Washington defense against your own boy, Saquon Barkley, sometimes you got to play fantasy with your heart and not your head. And uh, certainly not your foreskin. And I'm, uh, I'm hey, happy to walk away 2-0. And, and uh, you know, look, it's going to be a tough fight versus Mikey this week. You know, after hanging up, you know, buck 55. So, you know, we'll see. Anything can happen. You know, who's who's going who's gonna to leave the, you know, the first quarter of the season, you know, division matchup? Who's going to leave with that, uh, with that, you know, 2-1 and one record? We don't know. You know, maybe a tie. But uh, I'll put my best foot forward. Amazing. The uh, juiciest of week three matchups, not to get ahead of ourselves, two of the top three total point scorers so far going head-to-head in the same division. you got to love this format. If you don't know about it, read the Constitution. And uh, like we said, a couple weekly payouts. But, yeah, Pat, I'm looking at this. You had a nice day from your boy Jalen Hurts, who I have – I ripped on on this podcast and is working out for you, but he did it without going to Devonta Smith, who Pap has had. So great, great game plan going into it. Devonta Smith, two point six points. Yeah, that's that's one of those things where you know it it was a nice hedge by Pappas, but you have to wonder: was the eighty-seven dollar man Elijah Mitchell eighty-seven dollars? It could buy you a lot of nice things. But it can't buy you 6.4 fantasy points. It can only buy you 6.3. And look, folks, I, I tried to make a bet with Pappas. Fuck Alan's friend's little fantasy betting thing. Alan, come on. We all know that's your idea, and you're just trying to pass stuff like it's your friends. I tried to bet him. I knew that Elijah Mitchell would knock at double digits. Pappas did not want to take it. He's going to bitch and moan and say that, oh, well, you know, he was on the one-yard line. Look, Elijah Mitchell, he's not a closer. Not worth $87. Not when, you know, on your bench, I think, um, you know, Mark Ingram could have got you the same amount of points. Just That's just a guy coming off a nice week one, you know, defending champ, trying to grasp on to, you know, whatever glory he found last year. Overpaying, and it just shows, and now he's just really cash-strapped the rest of the year, and I couldn't be happier uh, from where I am in the division. And, and, you know, knowing that if an elusive free agent's out there, and I want him. All I got to do is just bet $14. And uh, Pappas will not be getting that guy. Pappas did spend more on that stripper at Pease's wedding. I mean, uh, next matchup, we got to talk about sexual kung fu. Everybody's favorite league manager. Wrote a great recap. Great recap. Talking about the Striga, Eric's uh, solution to getting out of the dump, mm-hmm. which clearly he has shared. He has not shared the mm. speed of the USS Nebraska with us because he is 0-2. Yeah. But Brody pulling this one out, and it almost happened. I mean, it's narrow, right? Less than two-point win for the merger. And if he had lost that game, Brody, he would have never heard the end of his bench because Boney loves nitpicking. 80 points left on the bench for Brody. Including 11 from the Colts D where he started the Cardinals who got one point, but big win from up the street. It comes down to the roster management. I mean, you look at, at who he could have plugged in that flex spot over Chase Claypool, Tyler Boyd. There's your two points right there. You know, uh, Ty Sun, you know, his boy, the guy who he was beating his chest 
after you picked him up uh, right when Goss got injured and saying, you know, this is the guy. Playing Claypool over him cost him a win, you know? And look, Ryan's a great fantasy manager, great friend, skinny. But you just have to wonder, if is he too concerned with others' teams uh, than he is with, with himself? It seems like he's out there creating bulletin board material for his, his opponents. And, uh, you know, sometimes... Sometimes, you know, he's annoying when uh, when he wins and he's talking a lot of smack, but the the eerie silence from Ryan after a loss is uh, is also something just as remarkable as, as how loud he can be after a win. So we'll see if he can bounce back next week. He has marriage is a sham. 2-0 and o, slats. We didn't even get a chance to on the podcast last week, Pat, talk about the fact that Slats came back against Brody. But Slats in here 2-0, and and Pabas and I – Pabas was really basking in the glory on this one because he was able to create a 50-point margin, which changed Slats' name from whatever it was, Phil Dawson's Creek, to Marriage is a Sham. And the fact that Slats, even after getting married twice, has not changed his name is – uh. Slats, what do they say these days? All, all glory to God. Slats' team is just, it's just, it's good. Like his his draft strategy be damned. He just has a good team. And it's just, I don't know. Like he, like I, we all thought he reached for Mike Evans, but, you know, he put up a good week. I could have sworn he was going to start Gronk over Darren Waller. And I think I was on record saying, okay, how many points does Gronk get next week? Three. And then all of a sudden Gronk is out there catching you know, four passes a game, two of which are both touchdowns every week. So do we see him roll out the Alex Pappas two tight end heavy formation next week? I think he has to, right? I mean, Marvin Jones or Gronk, this will be the week that he plays Gronk and he and he uh, loses. But that was the most incredible Monday night comeback of all time. When did I announce him dead? Like 10 minutes into the game? I think I pronounced him dead on the scene. And then Darren Waller and John Gruden came by with the defibrillator and just (laughs) targeted the man 19 times. So Slats is definitely the most surprised. Well, it's the least, but also most surprising 2-0 team in this league. And uh, out there trying to prove that, you know, the marriage is real and it's not just a facade. And the same goes for his team, you know. This guy is still beaming after a, a, a Cabo trip midsummer. But the block I is hot. Yeah, but I don't think we have spent enough time talking about the fact that Alex Q, the Striga, is 0 and 2. Folks, this all comes down to Q being too high at the draft. He lost his killer edge. He couldn't even speak. He couldn't even he couldn't even smile. He was too damn high and his team is too damn sucky. <laughs> Clyde is trash. Oh my god. DK. I couldn't stop hearing about DK being the keeper. Oh my god. I knew week three he was my keeper, but you know, you never want to show your cards. Like like what is telling people he's your keeper gonna really do to them in week three of the season? DK Metcalf sucks. Uh, Cooper Cup, you know, nice, very nice. 
But um, yeah, just some, you know, Mike Davis, like this just screams Q was too damn high. We've seen him run the table before after going 0-5, but it sounds like someone said the S word, Striga, three times. Or maybe just two I times too many, yeah. I think I did that on the basketball court. Can we can we put that on the record? You, mo, you, me, Brody, Q were playing, and I said it three times. Granted, I lost this week too, but we're gonna have to keep an eye on that, Pat. And uh, yeah, Q immediately reversed jinx. We were we were talking down in Newport for the P's wedding, and uh, he he had to go on record. He had to put, publish on the group chat. My team stinks. So there is his reverse jinx, hoping for, for something else. Nobody reverse jinxed him back. So, you know, he's mm. he's looking promising going into this week. But, yeah, I mean, comparing rosters, Slats is about to get Odell back. He has a log jam. If you need a receiver, go to Slats. Mm-hmm. For Q, you go to Q if you need a Harbor Vest TD <laughs> and nothing else. Maybe a kicker. Yeah, and I think that just goes back to the dark side. Q, really high, trying to get his quote-unquote edge on the league, and he drafts a player that's out for the season. And look, there are such things as as fantasy demons, the Strigas, and fantasy gods, like Ryan Bonifant. And I think he just has too many fantasy Strigas orbiting his team right now. I mean, look, you, you don't want to kick a man when he's down, but Q, man, shouldn't have taken, shouldn't have hit that fucking pen that many times at the draft, dude, because your team blows. Hey, little boy! Little boy! Damn! Superman, Over to Division. I'm looking at this on a desktop, and for those of you listening at work, which I am assuming is most of you, and you look at the East Division, you're going to see a 2-0 and mailman at the top. Now, Doug put in the USPS logo. This thing doesn't come up. Like, is this a, a felony or like a copyright infringement? He's the only one where his logo does not show up on it the cho- standings it cho- page. It, it shows up on my phone. On the phone, but on the standings <clears throat> page on the desktop. Think about it. Interesting. Doug is a, Doug's, Doug's a wanted felon, but 2-0 and after winning the fucking toilet bowl. Oh. Nevin's team, oh, as you alluded to, God. did not even score as many points as Derrick Henry and Lamar Jackson. 68.8. Doug only needed 69 to beat him, but 87, you know, solid showing. Ugh. Nevin's team <laughs> is so. Oh, yeah, I got to say this in real Nevin terms. Imagine Nevin Clay walking in. And he's a little hungover, and he sits on the couch. And he just goes, Ugh. That is the exact same reaction I get when I look at how fucking bad this team is. And I just don't think it can get any better. He, if Big Ben had 13.8 points, and that was the most anyone on his squad had. I don't, I, I don't think... Anyone on Mike's squad had less than 13.8 points this week. He didn't even get to 69, which would have been funny. Nice. But look, <laughs> that team is terrible. I, I can't even waste <laughs> any more of my breath talking about it. But like you alluded to, Doug, would you like to share the interesting sabermetrics about Doug's points for and points against? 
Yes, Patrick, this is why you're my co-host, because I forget things, because I, too, dabble in the marijuana and <laughs> other substances, and that's why my memory doesn't work as well as sometimes it should. But yes, thank you for bringing up this beautiful point on the mailman, Doug. 2-0. and oh. We talked about Nevin being terrible. He obviously has the worst total of points over these first two weeks. You know who's second? Fucking mailman. <laughs> 182 points. He is second to last in points for in this league. But guess where he is in points against? First. Number one. Because fantasy is fucking dumb. It is a po- not a points for. It's a points against league. I can't wait till he plays you and Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well... Maybe, you know, maybe once we get some interdivisional uh, games going, you know, but it's certainly looking like the East Division is just a mess. And it's like the NFC East. Someone's got to come out of that division. You know, are they going to be, are they even going to be 500? We don't know. Um, but at least Doug is two games clear of that um, threshold. Yeah, Sam, it must, for you and Alan, it must not feel good to score, on average, have scored 30 more points a game <laughs> over the first two weeks, but to not be in first place, which is just fucking nuts. And it is just a matchup league. And I fucking love this, but I also fucking hate it. It's fucking wild. We'll get to my matchup, but I had to flash back because I, I had an inkling, Pat. As far as this league goes back, which is 2016, it's been a great run that we've had here with our beloved commissioner and mm-hmm. myself as co-commish. People forget I'm co-commish because I couldn't deliver one year and <laughs> stepped in, and that's why our history does not go back before 2016. But I knew this year was the year that I was also in a poo division. Actually, there were two this week this year. This is a great thing to relive, though. This may have been the peak of our team names, but this was also Alan, Doug, and myself. Alan gets in the playoffs at seven and six. Doug and I both six and seven. I think it came back to came down to like the last week in the regular season when Doug and I like maybe tied, but somehow there was like a two thousandth of a point or something difference based on a QB rush, but. Yeah, this is uh, this is shaping up to be the the toilet bowl, Pat. And if as we look actually at the uh, now, is that the same year that Allen made the playoffs and then won a what is a contested and uh, protested championship against Ryan? That just proves, folks. Placebo effect. Two twenty nine, sexual kung fu, one ninety seven in the title. That just proves, folks, you just need a ticket to the dance, and then you can move your way up to the front row. All right, we got to go through some team names here to get back into the archives. Okay. The ferocious foreskins been a mainstay in this league. Sexual kung fu, kung fu also a mainstay. This was when the placebo effect, I believe, was born. Mm-hmm. Doug, South Park fan, member team eight, <laughs> <laughs> member. Shows that that was probably the first year Doug joined the league because it probably automated, auto populated his teammate. I was E for Eifert last time I've ever trusted a tight end. Phil Dawson's Creek. Oh, this might have been the year Phil Dawson had actually retired. Yep, yep. Team Brody. All right. (laughs) Bill Cosby's Playhouse. 
for some for some uh some current events. Who is that? Alan? Uh no. Bill Bill Cosby's play. Q. Q? That was Q. What? Uh crashing this plane. Crashing this plane. So this was obviously after our endeavor to Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Going out for a rip. Another fairly Oh, that wow. That was very good. We have uh yeah, we had some uh some viral videos in there. Made from concentrate. Remember what that oh, was? Oh, classic. Is that a Bermudez <laughs> troll? Very nice. And Nevin, as told by Gibbsy. <laughs> what the fuck? As <laughs> told by Gibson. I think it's. Oh, let's see if he had Antonio Gibson. No, no, Antonio Gibson Gibbsy was from, probably a senior in high school at that point. Seriously, this is this is <laughs> Mr. Gibbs from fucking Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, which Nevin denies to this day is the best Hangover movie. I know Boney will back me up on that one. Um. Oh my god, I'm looking at Nevin's roster. This is a fucking rabbit hole. <laughs> Andrew Luck, Jay Ajay, uh, Spencer Ware, Terrell Pryor, Brandon LaFell. I don't know if any of these guys are in the league. Jordan Reed. No. Is there anyone Char- on that Kendrick starting West. roster that's still in the Colin league? Colin Kaepernick. Oh. Holy shit. Wow. Gaskowski, Broncos D is still in the league. Oh, okay. And Jules just retired. John Brown, I think he's hurt. And he actually had DeAndre Hopkins. The only way that would have been more perfect is if it was like the uh, Oakland Raiders or uh, San Diego Chargers as his D. So it would be completely not in the league. Oh, my God. St. Louis Rams, they were probably around there. Yeah. Oh, fucker. Wow. Yankees. We're watching TV. Well, this is a great rabbit hole and definitely an unexpected one. And this is great content. So next week, we'll be bringing you all team names from the, what, 2015? We're going to 2017. We'll, we'll go to 2017 next week. So stay tuned for this day in league history brought to you by Sam Schwartz. Oh, we should There's do we should, we should do it this, this week in league history. So go back to that year and look at week two. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. All right. Okay. Dude, you know what though? This was probably pre PPR. Placebo effect with fifty four points. <laughs> this has to be pre PPR because yeah, no. only two teams cracked a hundred. Yeah, Team Brody. This day in team in league history, Team Brody put up hundred and twenty five on. There's no decimal points either. Yeah. Wow. That is a great rabbit hole. Wow. All right, tune in next week uh, for the rest of that. We got to go through this other matchup. We're coming down to the wire. Shout out Michael K. Williams, RIP. Um, is this this is be the, the Monday Night Jones. Oh, Allen was jonesing for his Packers. And we were projected to tie, but obviously the Packers were going to fucking roll on the line. So they put me to bed early. Alan and I were talking. I don't know if I ever got uh, his nervousness level, but I did. I did get him to come around on the D and kicker opinion, which I know you're you're one of two, so you might lose your comrade on this this D kicker. So, so he's now pro. Oh my God, he scored what thirty five points from his D and kicker. Of yep. course he's going to want D and kickers now. <laughs> 21 from the Chicago D. So that was primarily our text conversation. And, uh, yeah, he said, this is, I'm quoting from our text here. He said, yeah, it really was an old-fashioned DST slash K win. <laughs> and I said, just how you like it. He said, I'm slowly coming around. In Masco's finest, 
It's about tradition. A league you can set your clock to. <laughs> wow. Well said, Alan. Fuck yeah. That, that, that made me want to just listen to Scott Hansen for 24 straight hours mm. and bust nuts. Well, you've danced around the subject long enough. <laughs> just tell me. I think you were kind of reverse jinxing, but when I texted you the morning of, you said, it's basically over. Did you have any sliver of hope or did you just know it was going to be over? I didn't think I was going to put up 119. So when I cracked 110, I was like, okay, my guys put up a solid showing. You know, if I get beat, I get beat. And I, he did, he did beat me. Like I, I got beat. I didn't lose that game, which you have, that helps you go to sleep at night. Now, of course, there's you being a troll this morning while I'm sitting there minding my own business, working, not talking about fantasy. And you say, ooh, must have been nice to not have Derrick Henry, but have Kamara. Oh, yeah. We can lament all we want, but yes, Derrick Henry would have given me the win. Kamara shit his pants, and now I have to pretend not to root for him when I watch the Patriots. The most important thing about this matchup, Pat, is no, I wasn't surprised. Yes, the Packers balled out and beat me handedly, along with defense and kicker. Allen literally changed his name in like the third quarter of Monday Night Football to Allen's Packers. I it took one week and credit to him, a little self-deprecating. He added an extra A. Uh, it took me way too long to realize that's why he spelled it that way. I was like, because I, I was just thinking no one's ever spelled Allen like that. And I was like, oh, it's the double A. A.A. Ron, where are you? Where is A.A. Ron right now? The name Aaron is the fucking weirdest name in the world. A A like what other name starts with just two fucking vowels? It's just wild. Anyway, um, Al- look, Al- I think Al- you redeemed yourself. We, I think you redeemed yourself with uh, Kyler Murray. So, you know, obviously the Derrick Henry, you know, left more to be wanted. But hey, you know, are you getting offers from people trying to buy low on Camaro? You know, I might be. Uh, I might be one of those sending you a little trade offer, but um, yeah, certainly, uh, certainly sucks to lose in that fashion. You know, I've I've been on the I've been on the other side of that, or actually no, I've been on the same side of that when you know Alex Smith drops off a little shovel pass to Kelsey, and then you know Bermudez gets you know four points instead of a handoff. Look. It Back sucks. I think they got to change. They got to change that because that's not really a fucking pass. But anyway, I feel for you. But uh, sad to lose Allen to the uh, the dark side, wanting kickers and and D to all come down to skill positions. Yeah, well, let's. Uh, you mentioned the trades. Nevin sent me one earlier. For those that probably didn't see it, I rejected it immediately. It was I don't even remember now. Digs for oh digs for Melvin Gordon. He is so fucking Diggs is he's down right now. But you know, as we look at recent activity in this league, it's it's great. You have obviously the renaming of the last dance to Allen's Packers. Allen probably also heard what we had to say about the last dance on last week's podcast. Mm-hmm. Not ringing endorsements of that name, so there you go. You have six thirty adding Duke Johnson. Then you have player available for trading. Christian Mingle, likely to trade T. Higgins. Christian Mingle, likely to trade Julio Jones. Christian Mingle, likely to trade Jamar Chase. Christian Mingle, likely to trade Joe Mixon. We knew that. So uh, a lot going on there, Pat. You're really trying to spice up the trade market. Look, I've had 
we've obviously had great success for through two games, but great managers know that they gotta they gotta diversify their portfolio, and uh, you know they gotta they gotta make decisions that are best for the team. And uh, so, look, I think putting all my Bengals on notice is really just telling that team, look, um, I am concerned about what a Joe Burrow injury might do to my entire fantasy season, and so therefore, I'm trying to diversify my. My holdings had a great conversation with Alan. Uh, Alan. <clears throat> Talks ultimately fizzled, but had him on the hook for Aaron Jones for Joe Mixon. Ultimately, the two sides could not come to an agreement. Um, but I am confident that we will move Joe Mixon by the end of next week and before the trading deadline and uh, you know, hoping to get a, a package of picks back uh, and other players to make my team better. Look, Sam. I'm not going to sit here and and you know set it and forget it. I'm going to tr- look for ways to improve my roster. I don't think you can fault me for that. Yeah, I uh, I'm pretty terrible at that. But now we look at the final standing projections, Pat. Where you're just you know you got your foot on the gas here. You're going from worst to first, early running, early leader for comeback manager of the year after mm-hmm. being in last place, and you're making the second largest jump in the final standing projections. You were seven heading into the week. Now the top dog. Hell yeah. Yep. That's it's just look, it it's a win it's not a win loss league, it's not a points for league, it's a it's a points against league, but above all else, it's a narrative league. And uh I you gotta think that the fantasy gods are going with kind of the best storyline, right? That's what they always say about the NFL. The best storylines always emerge. And what better story than a, a humble worst to first turnaround story? Uh, this league has seen its share of first to worsts, but uh, I'm looking to go the other way and uh, and you know go from wearing the dress to uh, you know wearing the crown. And that's just uh, that that's what I that's what I aim to do on draft night and then from every Sunday on. You know, we might have I might have a couple roommates going to sleep in some sort of attire because you're mm. number one. Somehow the fantasy gnomes decided that I was the only team in our league not worthy of moving in the final projected <laughs> yeah. standings. But last and second to last in those projections are our two roommates, 630, and the one they call Nevin looking to bring up the rear. And, you know, we talked about my division. That's Nevin and I. And the lowest percentage, playoff percentage, is in that division. You're at 82 Number one in the league, Slats, also making that biggest jump, 71% playoff chance. And in my division, nobody's cracking 55, which right now is yours truly. Doug at 53. Yeah, it's just a, it, it's, it's a toss-up. And like I said earlier, someone's got to win that division. A little nervous about 82% playoffs for my team. Um, you know, like Nick Saban says, you know, the media is out there. You know, trying to tear my team down, and I all I need to do by putting my all my players on the block is just try to give them that bulletin board material. And uh, yeah, you know, I want to hit on something you said. Q and Nevin projected last and second to last, and it's just such a fall from grace for you know two you know a perennial contender in Q that could never get over the edge, and uh, I know a former league winner, Super Bowl one. Masco's finest bowl one winner, Nevin. And, you know, I think he's got to go back to his roots. He did it with a great kicker and great D. And, uh, you know, I think he's he just lost his way a little bit. 
Um, kind of crazy that, you know, I guess the gnomes, they believe in Eric's team. You know, I can see Eric having a path to, you know, four or five wins. I don't really see a path for Nevin's team to three wins. <laughs> I don't. I could see a conceivable. I could. Make I could see a conceivable path for Q's team to get to a couple wins, but I'll have to check the schedule here. But I just, I don't know if if there's any week that that Nevin will ever be favored in any given matchup. Uh, so it'll be clearly a, an uphill battle for him. And uh, as a former spray tan recipient, we're just hoping that, in addition to the GMAT, he's not also taking the SAT, folks. That was that was a weak spray tan. I don't know if I want to give him credit for that. In fact, the league history does not reflect Nevin's championship. I believe that was a 2015 mm. because I'm not seeing that. And uh, you know, like we alluded to, Pat, we'll get into the 2017 season next week on the yep. podcast, uh, and we will see if I have ever been two and zero because I am not this year. I don't know if I've ever been two games above 500. Uh, Allen playing uh, Nevin. We'll see if Nevin can get a win. We'll see if Q can get a win. We'll see if Eric can get a win. Good week for the Patriots. That uh, I saw Nick Folk, I think, has the Patriots record for consecutive field goals now. It's like 30, right? That's fucking nuts, yeah, that's dude. that's sweet. Not Vinatieri or Koskowski. That's insane. Nick fucking Folk. Yeah, but they, they don't throw him out there for like anything 45 no, plus. No, They're exactly. just like, nah, fuck yeah. it. But I feel like he's missed them. Uh, come to the Baldwin Lounge Sunday. Pat's taking on the Saints. That's which Jameis Winston will we get? Mm. I think crab leg Jameis. <laughs> yeah, Oni would know. He's reading his book. Lace, LASIK Jameis. Hopefully, he shows up. Yeah. If anyone's listening to this, Sam and I are around on Saturday. So why don't you come over Friday night? Looking at you, bony slats. Brody's right up the street. You know, like we got we got this new Baldwin nucleus and, uh, you know, we're going to go out Saturday. We'll hang out. We'll watch football Sunday and then you can sleep over Sunday night and then go home on Monday and then hear Nevin complain about how he's not rested enough for his Monday at work and how he doesn't do anything on Monday. So it'll be it'll be a nice usual routine weekend. So everyone should come over and hang out. Back to the Monday night football potting, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Pat, I do want to leave you with one thing as our comrade Pappas did see Brad Marchand Mm. at the Charlestown Starbucks, where I have seen him before. We were talking about this a little bit earlier. I think you actually brought it up. But what do you think the over-under should be set at on pro athletes that you have passed in real life without knowing, like, who they were? Hmm. Reminds me of the one time I voted – uh, next to Luke Keekley in uh, the year that uh, Trump won. So I don't know. I don't know who Luke Keekley voted, but he was a big dude. His vote counts the same as mine. That's why I love this country. God bless America. God bless Tritown Townies Football League. <laughs>